0: Thanks for downloading episode 93 of the Shrimp's Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimp's Live from Beyond Radio. ball from Cooney to find Shaw on the right-hand side. Cole Stockton nods it into the back oh! of the line and not once but twice and Cole Stockton comes oh so close to opening the scoring for the Shrimps. Great ball from Cooney to find Liam Shaw on the right side. His first time cross-headed goalwards by Stockton beat the keeper, cleared off the line, second one, angle was tight, also away for a corner. Oh so close. Cooney doing the mopping up. And back to Ripley, goes on the edge of the walking box up and over. Flag stays down, Stockton might be through here, Cole Stockton still got a little bit of work to do as Burton Albion desperately try and get players back behind the ball and then weird dribbles it, it. the line. It's as scruffy and as scrappy as you like, but Morkham have taken the lead in the 32nd minute. It was a hoof clearance upfield by Ripley. Flag stays down, Stockton had plenty to do as Burton Albion desperately scrambled to get back inside their own penalty area. They couldn't get it clear and I think it was the last touch on Jensen. Weir, although I think Kieran Phillips might be claiming a nick on it as well. It matters not, the ball dribbles over the line to make it Morecambe 1, Burton Albion nil.
1: I'll tell you what David, it's that man Cole Stockton yet again causing problems, finds himself through on goal, one-on-one, he probably is a little bit disappointed. He tries to cut it back in on his right-hand side and just gets dispossessed. It's a bit of, uh, it's, it's a little bit of cannonball in there. You don't know where it's going to end up. But fortunately, right place, right time. And I think, is it Kieran Phillips? It is. I think we're a bit in sixes and sevens here well, on the press it Well, was,
0: it was such a scrappy, scruffy goal. Jensen Weir definitely got a touch on it and it was bundled it was just bobbling towards the line but Kieran Phillips then whittled away which suggests to me that perhaps Kieran Phillips got a touch on it we're gonna get to let's get the eye follow replay spin that one back for me Harry Lyons who's sitting next to me in the uh, in the press box we'll clear this one
2: up Mm.
0: It, it has come off Kieran Phillips absolutely absolutely just off his shins from about four yards out Borthwick Jackson flicks it towards the edge of the box it might call it for Braithwaite. Oh. great volley from the edge of the penalty area Ripley was beaten and it comes back off the crossbar Ripley on the edge of the box clears right footed up and over looking for the run of Stockton once more he might have the right side of his man here Stockton oh. now last season that finds the back of the net
1: Stockton
0: through again Nearly gets it. It's going to be chipped in by Jensen Weir into the yes, for 2 Right on the stroke of half-time, and that is the second goal that Morecambe thoroughly deserve for their play in the last ten minutes ball up and over again and it's Rue 1 that has done the trick for the Shrimps Yes, again. Up and over, Stockton running onto it, Ben Garrett out of his area but his clearance was weak, it falls to Jensen Weir who easily disguises it into the empty net from 30 yards out to score his eighth goal of the season and make it on that stroke of half-time, Morecambe 2,
1: Burton Albion 0. Dave we talked about an inquest going on in that Burton Albion dressing room at half-time, there absolutely will be now It's another good good run from Cole Stockton. He does really well to keep the pressure up against Ben Garrett. Garrett's clearance is so far out of his box. He's just got to hoof it upfield. He doesn't do that. He slices his clearance right into the path of Jensen Weir, who from distance produces a fine shot at goal to guide it. And I tell you what, credit to Jensen Weir as well there. He didn't panic. He didn't panic. You're that far away from goal. You've got an open goal. You've still got to find the back of the net. And he did that absolutely tremendously. Free kick is going to be whipped
0: in. Right-footed, and it's Jenson Weir over the wall. And that's a good tip over for a corner by Ben Garrett. Corner then, 15th first minute. Mayer takes it short to Cooney, who's going to whip it in towards the edge of the box. It's not cleared. It might fall for a red shirt. It's all sorts of pandemonium. And Caleb Watts finally scores his first goal for Morecambe. Another scrappy, scrappy goal, but we care not one-shot. And that is the first time that Morecambe have scored three goals in a game since Burton Albion last season. Caleb Watts with his first goal for the Shrimps on 52 minutes and you would think the points are nicely in the bag for Derek Adams, men At Morgan three, Burton Albion nil.
1: Well, he very nearly scored his his, uh, first goal for the Shrimps a matter of minutes ago. It does make no mistake this time round. It was scrappy again in the Burton Albion box. But once again, the visitors unable to clear their lines. The ball eventually falls into Caleb, who makes no mistake from close range. Halfway line, Jensen
0: Weir just muscles Johnny Smith off the ball and then Mayer goes up and over. Kieran Phillips might nick it here. Kieran Phillips is going to go towards goal and roll it into the back of the net and it's just getting better and better and better for the Shrimps and once again, they could not handle our ball over the top. Kieran Phillips ran onto it from Adam Mayer's pass. Garrett came out and Phillips just nicked it over him and it rolls into the back of the net and listen to this, Morecambe 4... Burton Albion, nil.
1: The Brewers are falling apart, and that is credit to the Shrimps. Absolutely terrific stuff once again, and we're repeating ourselves, Dave, we are, but it's a ball over. They don't know how to deal with it at all. It's clueless defending from the visitors, and Kieran Phillips alive to the action, and he's there to prod beyond Ben Garrett once more, and there's hands on the heads, they don't know what's hitting Burton Albion. And that's credit to the way the Shrimps have applied themselves this afternoon. 55 minutes on the clock. Morecambe 4, Burton Albion 0.
0: 21 to go. Shrimps live on Beyond Radio. Morecambe 4, Burton Albion 0. I'm not going to ever get tired of saying that. Ball through. Caleb Watts is clean through one-on-one. Caleb Watts to make it oh. five. Shot is saved by Ben single.
1: Caleb I've Watts is clean
0: through here and the flag has stayed down. Caleb Watts could put the icing on the cake here. And does put the icing on the cake. Sprung the offside trap, lovely ball through from the right-hand side from Cooney. Watts is second, and in the last 10 minutes, easy as you like, Morecambe 5, Burton
1: Albion 0. And there you go, if it wasn't wrapped up already. Caleb Watts course for offside, but Caleb Watts is alive to it. He doesn't switch off, sticks his run. And deservedly so grabs a second of the afternoon for him. And listen to this noise. An emphatic afternoon for Morecambe.
0: As emphatic as comprehensive as it gets
1: the centre circle ball up and over that might
0: turn into a good knock if Arthur hood down this right hand side. can get on it which he can he's going in towards the box shot oh Oh, and Caleb should have scored his hat-trick should have smashed the net open from five yards out and he has somehow put it over the bar Reaction to the action this is the Shrimps Verdict on Beyond Radio free-kick whipped in towards the edge of the 6 yard box. And as Farron Rawson heads that ball out of the penalty area, the referee puts the whistle to his lips. And that is as comprehensive and as clinical as it gets in terms of victories. Two massive games for the Shrimps against Burton Albion and against Accrington Stanley on Thursday. And we have won them both. Goals on 32 minutes. Kieran Phillips with it, the scruffiest, scrappiest way to open the scoring that, you, that Kieran will probably ever have in his career. The ball was miss hit towards goal by Jensen Weir, and Kieran Phillips, from a few yards out, it just bobbled in off his shin. But he'll take it all day long for his sixth goal of the season. Jensen Weir scored his eighth goal of the campaign uh, just before the half time whistle. Cole Stockton, instrumental again as he was bulldozing his way through, causing havoc in the penalty area. Ben Garrett came out, sliced his clearance, and from about 30 35 yards out. Empty net for Jensen. Weir. Lovely cushion finish to make it 2-0 at half-time. We didn't take our foot off the gas though in the second half. It was 3-0 on 52. Caleb Watts who had come on as a half-time substitute for Cole Stockton uh, with the third goal of the afternoon after a scramble after Burton Albion hadn't cleared the corner. It was 4-0 on 55. Kieran Phillips with his second goal of the afternoon. Lovely ball up and over by Adam Mayer and in fairness, Burton Albion just didn't deal with the ball over the top at any point during the afternoon Phillips ran on beat uh, Tom uh, Ben Garrett to it on the edge of the box and that just rolled into the empty net for 4-0 it got better and better and 5-0 with Caleb what's his second goal of the game on 83 minutes a lovely finish after he was put clean through one-on-one he should have scored a hat-trick really he blazed over when well placed from cr- close range in the closing stages but that is as comfortable as comprehensive as clinical as it gets And in our two must-win games, we have won them both. And the way results look elsewhere in League One this afternoon, that puts the shrimps to within just a point, one point, of moving out of the League One relegation zone. If these two games had gone badly, we could have found ourselves cut adrift 10 or maybe even 13 points away from safety. But as it stands, we are fighting, and fighting so hard going in to the second half of the season and what an exciting second half of the campaign it's shaping up to be.
3: Yeah, fantastic performance for us today You know, to win 5-0 uh, at home following on from our 2-0 win uh, during the week. Uh, it was a terrific win, you know, Kieran Phillips scoring two goals uh, Kayla Watts scoring two goals and, and Jensen Weir as well and we were unfortunate not to have added to that uh, scoreline today.
4: We've talked all season about the chances that you've missed there has that result been coming in many ways?
3: Yeah, it definitely has been. You know, We've had a lot of games this season where we haven't had the points that we, we have deserved. and uh, you know, You'll know, have to go back to the Portsmouth game. The amount of opportunities we had that day, we didn't take. and uh, We should be in a much better position uh, in the league table than we're in, but um, I think that the players have shown that they can compete at this level.
4: Six points from six, uh, just what you needed, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, it was you know we've got uh, six unbeaten at home, and uh, it's not easy in this league because we've come up against really tough opposition. But today, I thought that uh, the way that they played, the game management, the you know tactical noust in the game, they're running in behind the the chances that we did take, the chances we didn't take as well. Um, you know, we could have scored a lot more goals today.
4: Burton's defensive line was so high, but you took full advantage of that.
3: Yeah, we looked at that yesterday, and we had shown the players, you know, how high a line it did keep. We were surprised it continued uh, throughout the 90 minutes, but uh, it helped us, you know, get the advantage and get us that five goals.
4: What pleased me as well again was that second goal. That's the thing that seems to really push you on when you get that two nil up.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the players have gained confidence in that and been able to get that second goal, to make it 2-0, then to make it 3 and then 4-5 and five, uh, was really pleasing. And uh, the way that they wanted to score more goals and also keep a clean sheet at the end uh, was terrific.
4: Kevin Phillips hasn't scored for a while, but uh, so pleased from today.
3: Yeah, it was interesting that we've got the three home players scoring goals. Cole Stockton was really unfortunate not to uh, have scored before that, uh, you know, past the post, but he was involved in the goal for uh, Kieran Phillips. But Kieran, you know, scoring two goals gives him the confidence again. Jensen Weir from uh, midfield and Caleb coming off the bench.
4: Caleb, you mentioned him there, two for him, his first goal for the club in an open play as well in the league, and uh, he could have had three or four, couldn't
3: he? He could have, yeah, he was unfortunate, you know, he was through twice more in the game. The last one he had that he put over the bar would have been the one for the hat-trick, but, uh, you know, great for him to get the two goals today.
4: That makes the table at the bottom look really, really interesting, and you've got another home game on Saturday to come.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's really tight, you know, all the way up to Charlton now in 28 points, it's... Uh, It's really tightened itself up We always said that 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 will be the case Uh, There's a long way to go in the season We've got another game on Saturday here uh, Against Cheltenham And uh, the players are looking forward to that
4: Kelly, what's your score? Two came on at half-time for
3: Cole Was he injured or was that tactical? No, Cole uh, picked up an injury in the first half And uh, we just have to assess that Between now and Saturday You're into January I'll ask
4: you now I know it's early But uh, any any signs of anyone going in? Anyone going
3: out? Uh, Not at this moment in time, no
4: Busy week for your head, then chalt them for the fans here on Saturday. The fans were a tremendous today. You've really given them something to cheer about.
3: Yeah, I mean they were really good. I think that um, we've given them, you know, a lot of uh, positive hope and enthusiasm. You know, over the Christmas period to score seven goals at home uh, and kick a clean sheet. Um, they'll be really positive going into the new year.
4: You said it's a long way to go in the season so far, but spirits are certainly high, higher than they've been for some time, and. Uh, just want to carry that atmosphere going forward, don't you?
3: Yeah, you do. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, when you're at home, you want to get these performances and we've had that. And, uh, you know, we have been unfortunate at times not to have got more uh, than the point that we've had, you know, in some of the games, but today just to score five goals against a team that, uh, you know, are very strong. And you know, if you look at their squad, you know, they've got a really good squad and, uh, you know, multiples and numbers as well.
4: And the final uh, thing, Derek, is that really, really helps your goal
3: defence. Yeah it does uh, We could have Made it even better today But um, We have really Helped it today
4: Well Caleb A 5-0 victory Over Burton Albion, A second successive win The world looks A nicer place
3: Yeah yeah We're in a good place At the moment I
5: think Um, We knew these Three games would be Big for us And um, yeah i was just happy We've come away With six points Out of two so far
4: You came on at Half time And uh, you bagged two And you could have Had three Maybe four
5: Maybe five yeah. Yeah Yeah Yeah, I could have had quite a few, but um, I'm pleased to get off the mark. I've been been gagging for that first league goal, and yeah, I'm just glad it's come. Come now, first first game of the new year, hopefully I can push on and pick up a few more.
4: How nice was it to see the first one get in the back of the net? Oh,
5: I didn't actually see it go in the back of the net. It was bouncing everywhere, and I've just like swung my leg at it. Could have had one before that as well. But yeah, it's, love, it's, it's great in front of the fans. Um, yeah, no better feeling.
3: And
4: the second one was a goal similar to a few of the others today. Long ball forward... Burton defence didn't really look aligned, but he got in there between defence and goalkeeper and a good finish.
5: Yeah, yeah. John Max said at half-time. They got a high line to get him behind it, and the whole half-time could hear him screaming, get back onside. Um, but I don't know if I timed it. I think I was probably off, but the Lions was not put his flag up, so I'll take two.
4: It was an exceptionally high line for a League One defence. I've not seen that for so long.
5: Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched too much of Burton, so I wouldn't know if it's something that works for them usually. Um, obviously today we broke them down quite well and came away with a deserved win
4: How important has, then, has the last four days been with two wins, six points and uh, you're off the bottom of the table and, and well in contest with the ones above you?
5: Yeah, I've, I've, I mean as a team we know that it doesn't really matter where we are now it's the end of the season but um, it is big for us to get off the table around the new year and hopefully we can push on from now
4: The home form has been good in recent weeks quite a few draws, games that you could have won it was all about taking the chances we said to Liam Shaw on Thursday the same thing and today you've done that so so well
5: Yeah exactly I think before today and the last game we were guilty of being pretty wasteful um, I think I've been guilty of that as well and um, yeah hopefully we'll start clicking now and find a goal like we have recently and we'll keep getting the results at home which, which I think we have been doing fairly well
4: Another home game this weekend against uh, Cheltenham Town so another big big game for you
5: Yeah I mean there will be big games in this division um, but yeah, hopefully we'll come away with those three points as well and it'll be a good three games post-Christmas. Well,
4: has there been a feeling in the dressing room, Kayla, that that result's been coming for some time?
5: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've, um, we've had a few games at home where we thought we could have won um, and we've drawn or just been picked out. And yeah, I think a result like that's been coming and hopefully there's a few more in the pipeline.
4: Two wins in a row now, again, home game again this weekend. Keep that confidence flowing now into, into this weekend's game.
5: Yeah, exactly. Hopefully we get a good week's training. Or we will get a good week's training and um, get on to Cheltenham and hopefully give them a good, good game and uh, get these three points.
0: It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Happy New Year from Dave Salmon. I uh, hope you have a fantastic 2023, whatever it might bring on the pitch in the coming months so the roller coaster continues then another huge game at the Mazuma Stadium next Saturday 7th of January Cheltenham Town are the visitors to the Mazuma and ahead of the game I've been talking to a local journalist is the BBC Radio Gloucestershire Cheltenham Town commentator uh, also writes about the Robins in the local paper as well in Gloucestershire uh, Mark Halliwell Mark has followed the Robins for many many years and the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Wade Elliott's men ahead of their trip here next Weekend.
2: It looks like we're both in for a uh, for a bit of a bun fight, doesn't it, this season? I mean, League, league One for me is definitely, a, it's almost a league of three lots of eight. Yes. Feel, I feel. Yes. And if you look at the table now, you can see that it's starting to sort of work itself out after 12, 13, 14 games. And you can see now which teams are going to be in the top, which teams are going to be sat in the middle and which teams are going to be looking over the shoulders. And I'm afraid... As it seems at the moment, our two sides are going to be in the latter little section. So uh, it could be a, it could be a, a big winter coming up for our teams.
0: It could be, couldn't it? Let's rewind a little bit, if we may. I think when we spoke last time and, and, and just in in football in general, it was inevitable, I suppose, that eventually Michael Duff was going to leave for a yeah. bigger club and oh, yeah. he finally took that offer at Barnsley. Were you sad, if not a little unsurprised to see him finally leave at the time that he did
2: it was inevitable and I think when I mean last season we we achieved our highest ever uh, position in the football pyramid 15th in league one never finished higher than that before and I think Michael thought that's it I think he thought I've hit the glass ceiling I don't think I can go any further uh My stock is at the highest it's going to be managerially. And if I'm going to make the move, then I'm going to have to make the move now. Um, There was talk about Blackpool. Um, I'm told he did speak to Blackpool, uh, but they went for Michael Appleton, obviously. And that would have been a move up into the Championship. Uh, So another big, uh, a bigger jump than the one he's actually made uh, to go to Barnsley. And there were a few Cheltenham fans thinking, Barnsley, really. But if you look at it, you look at the stadium, you look at the budget they've got, he's made a decent start and, you know, it it is a step up. And so I don't think most um, reasonable Cheltenham fans will won't have a problem with it. They, they won't. They, they'll have said, OK, Michael, thanks very much for what you've done, cheerio. Yeah. But there are think bumsily. Mm. Mm. I think he could have done better than that. But, you know, it is what it is. And we knew that he was going to go. And they went for the continuity candidate, really, with Wade Elliott, uh, former first-team coach.
0: Does that vindicate his decision to go then, Mark? Or, or was there more to come? Or, or had he reached what he could I think,
2: reach? Yeah. I, I think he had reached the glass ceiling. I don't think he could. I think he he was talking... The way he was talking at the end of last season, it was, oh, next season's going to be even harder. You uh, know, it's going to be tough. League One's getting harder and harder every season. And the way he was talking was almost to prepare the fans for not as good a season as we had last season, if you know what I mean. He was sort of laying the groundwork, thinking, right, okay, uh-oh. And... Uh, He'd lost We lost a couple of, of big players. We lost Will Boyle, the captain. He went to Huddersfield, and so and it was it was a, it, it was a bit of a summer of change. Really, it was a lot of changes off the field. Not only Wade, quite a lot of staff sort of behind the scenes. Uh, a few of the academy staff and the analysts, the, the the club's analysts, and a few other people also went to went to bigger clubs. So, all in all, I think it was a, a bigger summer of change than than a lot of people had envisioned. A lot more players came in than we than we thought. Michael was very much of the continuity angle. He, he didn't like to... He wasn't one of these people who was going to let 12 go and bring 12 in, like some clubs uh, tend to do every summer. He wasn't in for a high turnover, but we did have a higher turnover than we thought. And if we're being absolutely honest, the squad is... Now, not as good as it was last season. It's definitely not as good, in my view, as the one that won League Two. Mm. It's nowhere near, in my view, as good as that. And Wade has a tough job; he really does. He has a tough job on to uh, to keep the team in the division, in my view. Is that just
0: budgets? Obviously, you know, you, you talk you use the phrase "punching above our weight." Mm. with Two sides playing in League One, and of course, there are some huge teams in this division. Is it down to budgets? Is it down to poor recruitment or good players not playing as well as they can? What what What's happened this season?
2: You can look at all three. I think you can look at all three. You can look at poor... I don't think the recruitment's been great. Um, the budget is, again... It's it's. We're told it's the highest budget the club's ever had. But in relation to some of the budgets in yeah. <laughs> League One, it's still not going to be very big. Yeah. Um, we were told that Cheltenham are the second were second bottom of the budget's last season. And I wouldn't think they were much more than that again this season, even though the budget has been increased. Um, But I'm not convinced that the budget's been spent as well as it could have been. There are some players in there who, um, for example, there's a couple of players, for example, who were given new contracts in the summer and have barely played. So they were given new contracts. Michael Duff left. Wade Elliott's come in. He's obviously looked at them. And his opinion is obviously diff- on them is obviously different to the one that Michael Duff was. So you've had players who've 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 been given new contracts, and then we've barely seen them. One, in, in fact, a couple of them are now out on loan. So it's it's a difficult one. When you're, I think, when you're at a when you're a club like Cheltenham, and probably a club like Morecambe as well, you can't afford to waste what budget you've got. You have to use it wisely. And Michael Duff again. I'll come back to Michael Duff again. In a fans forum last year, he said recruitment is 80% of the job. You get your recruitment right and you're practically there. You get your recruitment wrong and you're in trouble. And I'm not convinced that children this summer got their recruitment right and you know, it'll all come out in the wash. Seems to me, Mark, as
0: if the clubs do mirror each other in in, in that regard, because our manager Derek Adams I said on a number of occasions and it's been borne out in who he's selected for the league games as well that the previous manager Stephen robinson bought lots of players in on two-year deals he then left in february and it's clear that Derek adams doesn't fancy the same plays that Stephen robinson did so he's kind of stuck with them for another season and the wages that that they've got to be paid as well and, and and a couple literally haven't kicked a ball in the league and with, yeah, sort of, right. I mean, whether they're good, good enough players or not, is, is, is obviously a matter of individual opinion. But in terms of the budget, it does swallow up money, and if you haven't does, got much of a does. budget, then then it kind of ties your hands a bit, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it does, and, that, and that's, I think, the problem that Wade Elliott's got. I think there are, there are probably five or six players at the club. There's a squad of twenty eight at the moment, so. There's probably five or six players at the club who weighed Elliot. If he had his choice, they wouldn't be here. And then you take the wages of those five or six and you think, OK, I could probably get a couple in who would yeah. make a difference. And uh, results have been up and down. It's been one of those seasons where you think, oh, yeah, we take a real step forward with one with one or two results and then a massive step back again with the next result.
0: Let's drill down into the team then, uh, if we can, Mark. How different, or, or tell us everything we need to know about a Wade Elliott, Cheltenham Town side this season.
4: Uh, yeah,
2: he's trying to play, I mean, you know, it, it's quite similar. You've got the three, you know, he's still playing the three and the wing-backs and, you know, the the two in midfield and then the, the one and the two up front. He's still playing that sort of system. Um, he's trying to get them to play a bit more football through the thirds. Uh, in some ways it's working, in some ways it's not. Um, he's he's there isn't there isn't very much he's changed. I mean the personnel have obviously changed quite a bit because you know there's a couple of players he's he's bought in. I mean I'm gonna I'll mention one Caleb Taylor who's a young man on loan from West Brom uh, playing in the middle of the back three well remember his name Dave write it down if necessary even Go to a bookies and say this kid will play for England one day. You know he's he's such he's a Rolls Royce of a footballer. He really is. There's loads of West Brom fans going. Why did we load him out? He should be in our team. And you look at it there. I mean, West Brom aren't doing very well at the moment, but you look at it and you know he's learning his trade here at at, at Cheltenham, playing the middle of a back three in a League One in a League One bun fight, and and he um, but he stands out. Every single time, and he's he's come up against decent forwards. You know, look at some of the forwards in League One who he's had to play against, and quite often you'll think, yeah, he's done well there. And he he, he'll have, he he did well the other week against Michael Smith at Sheffield Wednesday. He's done well against Dion Charles. He's done well against Ryan Bowman for Shrewsbury. He's done well against you know these these people, and he's, and he's come out of he's come out a bit on top. It'd be interesting to see mm. in the game against yourselves how he does against Cole Colstockton. Mm. Uh, uh, that'll be another test another test for him and he's done he's done very very well indeed and Dan and Lunderloo up front has come back on loan from Southampton again the signing of Ryan Broom, come back from Peterborough is a big sign. one again mm. you know Ryan he's he's he hasn't played a lot of football but he's coming into it and he's gradually getting his finding his feet and uh, I think as time goes on he'll become a much more uh, he'll become a key player in, in, the, in the months ahead I think for us and uh He's he, he's done he's done quite well. So not really a great deal of change system wise from Michael to Wade because of course they they, they work together and uh, you know and, and he's he's trying to sort of again continuity is what he's trying to. do What have you made of Morecambe's start to the season? Again, I think it's just been it's been very very difficult, hasn't it? And because because of what you're up against, really, it has surprised me a bit. I did I didn't expect you to be uh, right down there where you are and I mean I'm looking at the goals for Dave and that to me seems to be the biggest problem for Morecambe as I've said to you before I um, you know I have a lot of I like Morecambe it's a club that I like a lot and uh, I want them to uh, because like like Cheltenham they're you know cocking the sloop at the uh, at the big clubs you know and saying yeah you know we're here You know, I know you think we shouldn't be, but we are, that sort of thing, and I'm all all for that sort of thing, and uh, so, you know, I I love going to Morecambe, and I hope that we're in the same division again next season, and I hope it's League One, but uh, I think it's going to be very, very difficult, I really do, I really think it's going to be extremely difficult, and you know i'm looking around i think there's a lot of t- you look at how tight it is I and mean, so that tells me that there's a lot of clubs in league 1 who are much of a muchness it's all it's all this anybody can beat anybody sort of scenario i mean i just think it's going to be very very difficult for both clubs at the moment and i think in the end you look at it because both clubs are down the bottom in the budgets and in the end the firefighting isn't going to isn't going to work in the end
0: it's yeah, be proactive it, in some way it, yeah. it's,
2: it's inevitable that event, as it was inevitable back a few years back that Cheltenham would eventually get relegated out of the football league and they did happily they came back I think it is inevitable that, that I'm afraid that both clubs will eventually fall through the trap door and uh, it could well be this season but I don't want it to be because I want both clubs to stay up and continue you know giving it to these so-called bigger clubs who think that they you know giving it to these cocky supporters who think they (laughs) could be in in the Premier League just because they were 30 years ago (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Mark I really appreciate your time thank you so much Uh, always great to chat um, and keep on Obviously fighting the good fight for Cheltenham and uh, the great commentaries on BBC at uh, Gloucester as well. Um, I wouldn't encourage anybody to switch over to you from me, of course, but uh, you know, you, the option is there, difficult. isn't it? I guess so. Yeah,
2: it is indeed. <laughs> it is indeed. But uh, no, of course not. Uh, I wouldn't Yeah, uh, no. you, you do a fine job and uh, well, one no may you continue. And let's hope, as you say, let's hope both clubs are in League One and I'm very much looking forward to my trip to the, uh, I still call it the Globe, I'm sorry, my Tuesday night trip to the Globe because I love going there and it's one of my favourite places to go. We always
0: get a a warm welcome at Chatham as well, so looking forward to it on Tuesday, looking forward to seeing you again Mark, Yes, very much for your time and uh, uh, we will of course uh, talk next time, thanks very much indeed. No problem, Dave. Thank you to BBC Gloucester commentator Mark Halliwell for a great preview of our game. And we'll all be live with the whole game on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio, on FM and DAB Plus Digital Radio. And also, of course, you can listen or watch via I Follow Shrimps as well. Thanks for your company and your downloads of this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe
2: FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.